0: Welcome aboard. Glad to have you with us. I'm Mike, along with Joel, org. That's where you'll find our most recent, as well as uh, about 12 years worth of podcasts. That's growingandgrace.org. Mr. Joel Brzezinski, how are you?
1: Yes, doing well. And for the last few years, we've also been putting the podcasts, just audio only, on YouTube. And we recently heard from somebody, and I thought this was pretty cool, I forgot what exact she said she was on I think, an eleven hour drive. And so she uh, put our podcast on on YouTube, and she just uh, listened over and over again to different to you know she just streamed our podcast and listened. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, and and you know basically what she was telling us is that she's blessed by the the things that we share here. And I think that's pretty awesome this day and age where the internet makes things so, easily available. It used to be you had to, you know, call into or write into a radio show and they would send you tapes or CDs or whatever. Now everything's just available for, you know, in our case, everything's available for free on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash by the way. And also, of course, our website, like you said, growingingrace.org. Everything that we've done is available on uh, those sites.
0: Yeah, I, I pulled up that email, Joel. On her eleven-hour trip, she said, "You you, you listened to us the whole way, I guess," and plans to do it on her return home. And she said, "You guys were, you guys have great insight, and it was like continual download into my spirit for hours," and encouraged us to keep broadcasting. So, she said, "We believers and unbelievers, in parentheses, need to hear this message, and you know what? We we need to hear it too." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was from Donna. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I need to hear this too. This message of grace before we get into what we're talking about, it's it's something that we need to continually have our minds renewed to. It's not like you you hear the message and you you get it and that's good and you're good for life. You know, it's really, you know, Paul said to uh, not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind. That's really what repentance is. Repentance means a change of mind, and so we continue. Our our mind can get messed up, or can stray, or can go this way or that, and so we need to continually renew our mind to the truth. And that's really what this podcast is about. And that's a. It's just a good thing in general to do to keep hearing good messages like this that talk about uh, the grace of God and His love, and like we're sharing here, the purpose of the law and why we're not under the law even though that's a common thinking in the church today. There are some verses in the Bible that make it seem as if we should be keeping the law, and people's common sense causes them to think, well, uh, you're saying we're not under the law, so does that mean that I should just go out and murder whoever I want? Should I just go out and (laughs) commit adultery? Should I go out stealing? Because if I'm not under the law, uh, you're just saying that. Well— let me just ask you, if you don't have the law, you're thinking that your heart and your mind is set towards stealing and adultery and murder. That's what you're going to do. If, if a person doesn't have the law, that's what they're going to do. Not realizing <laughs> that, that we have something so much better in Christ. We actually have the Holy Spirit of God living in us now. That was something that wasn't true of those who were under the law, and uh, you know, Paul had even said that what the law could not do, God did by sending His Son. So we have something that's so much better than a written code to live by. We have the life of Christ in us.
0: The life of Christ—that's the life we can now enjoy. On social media, recently, I, I put a post about enjoying life in Christ, the abundant life, freed from whatever you know commandment would would burden people. This is where we abide. This is where we live as believers in Christ. But uh, when I I posted that, somebody on a particular site, and and I I perceived that she was probably a a, a younger Christian who maybe had some struggles. So, you know, uh, I kind of figured that out just from the response. But the response from her was that this sounds like false teaching. It sounds like you're saying we can go out to clubs. That was her thing, I guess. Going out to clubs where all the sinners hang out and, and maybe that was a weakness for her, you know, whatever may have occurred in her life along those lines. But that, that was her interpretation. Enjoying life would mean going back out and drinking and smoking and whatever it is she did at the clubs, uh, hooking up with people. Uh, she just thought that would be enjoying life. That, and, and she defined that that would be like becoming a backslidden Christian. And, and so that's where her mindset was. So what's she doing? She's struggling, trying to abide by religious rules, trying so hard to not do the wrong thing, not realizing who she is in Christ. And, and you know, because her, her heart is right in wanting to do what's good and avoid what's bad. That's not such a bad thing. But she's just kind of going at it from the the wrong direction, and it's going to be nearly impossible for her to be able to enjoy life with that kind of a mindset. So if you didn't catch what we talked about last week, one thing I would like to bring out is that in Deuteronomy, remember now that the law—this is another important thing to point out, too— uh, the law that came through Moses, God gave to Moses, and Moses delivered to Israel. And Israel agreed to it, by the way. This is not something that was just shoved down their throat. The Israeli people agreed to it. That's what a covenant is. You have to have an agreement on both sides. Mm-hmm. And and so they agreed to it. Yeah, this, this will be righteousness, righteousness for us, so we'll do this thing. We will clench our fists and we will do this thing, we'll trust in ourselves, is really what they meant to say, instead of trusting in what God had done to them to lead them out of Egypt and all that. So the law was meant for Israel. It was not meant for those outside of the, the tribes of Israel. We who are Gentiles, which is most of us in the world today, 99%, I would imagine, maybe more, uh, whatever the percentage is, we Gentiles were never under the law. Not then, not now. It wasn't given to us. It never was. In fact, it was given to Israel not to reduce sin, but to show them that they couldn't keep it as you mentioned last week Joel from Galatians that the law it would be given until the seed would come once uh, Christ came then you know the, the law was no longer needed the, the israeli people were freed from it christ became the end of the law Uh, So there's all of that. But the thing we also pointed out last week was in Deuteronomy, when God gave the law to the Jewish people, Deuteronomy 12.32 and 4.2 say essentially the same thing. Whatever I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add or uh, take away from it. So you couldn't break up the law. You couldn't add to it. There was no amendment that was meant to be added to it. Uh, We don't add the new covenant to the old. The old was taken away. The new replaced it. Uh, It's an important point because in, in Christianity today, for the most part, we've applied certain parts of the law, Ten Commandments and some other ones, eliminated other parts. And the Bible says, no, you can't do that. Even Jesus said that. So, Joel, I'm going to let you kick in here. But I, I just wanted to, you know, again, point some of this stuff out to people who've never heard it before.
1: Yeah, and it, it is all important stuff because, like you're saying, it it's all one law. It's all the law. The law. It can't be broken up. And another thing that you were saying there was that it was for Israel only. And here's just a little sample of how we know that. For one thing, in Exodus 20, when God gives the law, and then in, or I should say, yeah, in Exodus 20, when God gives the law, and then in Deuteronomy 5, when it's repeated, and then other laws are given along with those Ten Commandments, it says, this is what the Lord says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Who was brought out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage? It was the people of Israel. God is addressing his people at that time. Now, of course, his people are all believers. But at that time, the law was given to the people of Israel. And then God goes on and and tells the people the Ten Commandments. And then as you continue reading on in Deuteronomy, you'll see other laws, not just the Ten, and then in the Leviticus, you'll read some of the laws, and it was all, again, a package deal. And then just uh, something to highlight the fact that Gentiles, like you were saying, the 99% of us or more who are not of Israel, Paul said in Ephesians 2, uh, 11 and 12, remember at that time... That you, once Gentiles in the flesh we's talking about Gentiles who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made by hands in the flesh—that at that time, this is before Christ, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. <laughs> That's Gentiles. We were aliens and strangers from the covenants, that includes the law, from the commonwealth of Israel, from everything. We were aliens and strangers from that. The law was not for us. And then uh, just just the fact that the first covenant for Israel, it says in Hebrews 8, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second, because finding fault with them—finding fault with who— He's talking about the people of Israel, those who were under that covenant, the law, finding fault with them. He says, behold, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant. So the reason the new covenant was needed was because the old covenant had fault. And the fault with that was the people, because they could not keep the law. And like you said, a covenant, and just a couple minutes left here, I'll let you finish this out here, but you said that a covenant is an agreement between two sides. Both sides have to keep it. The old covenant was a covenant of God keeping his side of the covenant and the people not keeping theirs. The new covenant was a covenant that God made with himself. It's something that we can't break. Exactly.
0: Yes, and that's what makes it such a beautiful thing. It's, it's the grace guarantee. Jesus Christ has become the guarantee of the better covenant. That's what makes it better. It doesn't rely on us to fulfill it, uh, to keep our end of the deal, and to to follow up on on what you said with with the Gentiles. You know, if you look at Acts fifteen, you'll see where some of the the apostles were discovering that Gentiles. You know, I think they were quite surprised by this to some degree. The Gentiles were coming to believe in God through Christ and were being given the Holy Spirit, just like those Jewish believers. And they, they come to James and some of the leaders of the Jewish church at that time, again, very very early days of the church. And, and they were saying, look, we shouldn't be putting upon the Gentiles this burdensome law and commandment that we nor our fathers were able to bear so they're getting saved through Jesus don't give them the law i mean it didn't do us any good it's not going to do them any good the law was never given to the gentiles and even james and some of those leaders from the the jerusalem church said okay look it's our it's our opinion it's our judgment that we will not trouble the gentiles that they be required to to keep the law as we've had to do all these many years so uh, again We Gentiles, never under the law, never under the commandments, does that mean, as you were mentioning earlier, Joel, does that mean we we go out and break them, that we purposely look for opportunities not to keep them, but just because you're not keeping something, just because you're not under something, doesn't mean that you're breaking them. Maybe we can talk more about that next time, and we hope you'll join us right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org.